Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Sarcasmacast. Never did they expect to get into a controversial relationship. Alas, Johnny Depp has come out on top against Amber Heard in the trials. I saw a headline yeah. regarding that in the sun, mm-hmm. but I didn't read it. What happened? So it's all going back to the whole thing where Amber Heard was claiming that Johnny Depp hit her with a phone or a bottle or whatever. That whole series uh, of like accusations. Turns out she was lying through her teeth. Oh. <laughs> and Johnny Depp came out the fair boy and uh yeah. But we're not talking about uh Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. We're gonna talk about um the fact that I am two meters away from you. Yes. Now Let's just move it to the <laughs> So the um uh, lockdown rules have been lifted slightly, so we took advantage of this. Why not? Yeah, we're finally in the same room since March. Yeah, it's, not, it's now legal. And and yeah, like the tagline says, complicated relationship, Dan. This is this is this is what we've got here. Complicated, I tell you. I have found a story that I want to mention. Right? What's the name of the dude? Go for right. it. What's this? Intrigue me. Then the name is Seamus McFeen. Right? Seamus McFeen. Right. McFeely. I typed in McFeely into Google on my phone. Oh, Seamus McFeely. I typed McFeely, but it's McFeen. Right, McFeely. Well, I'll get that in a sec. But yes, so the lockdown is um, being relaxed a little bit lower further. Yes. Uh, Restaurants and cinemas haven't opened yet, but they are allowed to. This Friday, Catch the Dark Knight Trilogy in IMAX. But then the Chancellor was on TV just earlier announcing some... Uh, help to boost the hospitality se- sector, like the restaurants and that. Okay. And he says, uh, in the month of August, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays, mm-hmm. uh, all food in select restaurants will be fifty percent off. Ah. Up to ten pound each. So any item that is up to the value of ten pound. Is eligible to be half price off. The discount off. it will be te- the maximum of ten pounds. So you could it, it could be twenty pound and you could have ten pound off. Oh okay, but if it's twenty one pound, they're like no ten pound off. Yeah yeah. yeah. It could, oh if okay. It's, if it's thirty, ten pound off. If it's forty, ah ten pound off. You so, bloody well. So got the it. cap is ten pound. Yes. A, yeah okay, uh, I get I'm, that. Yeah yeah yeah. Got there in the end. But yeah. yeah, the tagline is, and I love it. Okay. Eat out to help out. Hey. It brings a. I've got a bit of a dirty mind. Well, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, the tagline that I introduced with kind of links in with that a bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I, like it. I can't believe you didn't make that connection. I Should can't. we talk about yeah, this? The Handmaiden. Yeah, you finally saw it. I and uh, my raved film of the decade. When, of last when decade. did we see it? Oh, I, I originally said it was January because it was like. Oh. It, time ago. Yeah, 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 that was decades ago. It would have been obviously before March. Um, yeah, I'd like to think it was in between January and February. I don't mm. think it was uh, as early as when we did the like decade review episode with Chris and uh, yeah. Amy. Um, but it was in between that and getting into lockdown. Mm. Because we saw that, and I believe we... No, did we see Blade Runner 2049 before the end of 2019? No, it was this year. We watched it here. Yeah, so... Blade Runner was probably the first one. Because we would have watched it on the Xbox. Yeah. So Blade Runner would have been the first one. And then Handmaiden must have been sometime in February. Mm. 
but yes, um, you finally seen uh, Chamwook Park. Park. Park Chamwook. Well, it's 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 Chamwook Park. Is it though? Yeah, because Park is the surname, and Koreans refer to themselves surname first, first name last name. So I would be Marshall Jake Thomas, and you would be <laughs> Pounder Dan. <laughs> Joseph, there's a Joseph in there. Da- uh, Pounder oh. Dan Joseph, Chamwook. very nice. Rook. Or what was it? Chan Wook Park or Park Chan Wook. It's like saying uh, Bong Jun Ho, but it's actually Jun Ho Bong. Right. What have you got? What results? What results? According, well, <laughs> on Wikipedia, it's Park Chan Wook. Oh well. But they, but they but Wikipedia uses. Although on IMDb, it's Chan Wook Park. Yeah, I would I'm think tend to go with. Although on Rotten Tomatoes, it's Park Chan Wook. On what? On, on uh, the ro- Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, fucking Rotten Tomatoes. On BFI, it's Park Chan Wook. Uh, according to The Guardian, it's Park Chan Wook. So Park Chan Wook <laughs> did this uh, this film in 2016. No, 2017. I, w- I just read it before. No, 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 no. It was 2016 in. South Korea, but we got it early yeah. 2017. Yeah, because I remember the first year I went to the Fringe. Literally, I went into this place. Oh, God. It's like the discount HMV. I cut the name blanks me, but it's in all Savvy. the... No, 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 no. CX. It, it's an, it's an, That's it's... literally discount HMV. They, they are discount <laughs> HMV, but they're shit and they're out of business. Um, no, there's, there's, there's another one, and it's, well, there's one in Edinburgh and there's one in London. I've been to both. Oh, can't tell you. I will find out the name and I will mention it next time. Oh, yeah. um, but Discount HMV went in, and this was when I'd seen. Um, I'd rewatched Old Boy and I was like, right, I need to find more Asian films. Because I was like really into Asian films at that point. Um, I had all, all the rings and the grudges, so I was all about that. And I came across The Handmaiden and I was like, I saw the five star reviews on the back of it and I'm like, hmm. And then I saw Park Chan Wook and I was like, ooh, that's a definite purchase for me. And it was the special edition, which also came with the extended edition. And I believe it was around about 12, 13 quid. So anyway, bought that. Didn't actually end up watching it till much later in the year, around about October, November of 2017. Um, But yeah, after I saw that, uh, I watched it a further... I think it was the tenth time that we watched it. I've only, I've only seen it once. What are you about? Yeah, yeah. When you watched it for the first time, that That's was my tenth time. That was my tenth time watching. I it. can't think of any film that I've seen ten, ten times. Um, and no, none, not any of the Marvel films. No, I don't even own any of them. Damn, not, not none of the James Bonds. Maybe the James Bonds. Are. Which which Maybe. one? Which one of you frequently watched the most? Which one have you watched the Bond. most? What's your favorite? It's a toss-up between three of them. Cool. Give give us the three. Uh, from Russia with Love, mm-hmm. on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and Casino Royale. Oh, which Casino Royale? Which do you think? Danny Craig. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Danny Craig. <laughs> Danny Craig. Are you on like that sort of uh, personal relationship with him now? <sighs> Call him Danny. Danny Craig and Ra- Ra- Rach Wise. <laughs> there Vice. is such it's a from cute... Vice. 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 Rachel Vice. Vice. Rach Wise. See, you're a closer friend than I am. You know how it's properly pronounced. Um, yeah, so came out of this thinking... I, I, My initial thoughts were, 
it's just as good as old boy but over time for me it's better than old boy all right mm-hmm. um any aspect of the film that you mentioned to me regarding the handmaiden i can't remember what i said at the time but I think the cinematography was really good. I enjoyed the look of the movie. Fucking perfect. Cinematography is lush. I think the musical score was good. Yes, the composer I am going to find the name of. I actually screen capped this before because I was like, I'm going to mention the composer because Mm -hmm. the soundtrack is literally one of my favourite soundtracks of all time. And I need to save save this composer's name. So, Yong Wook Jo. Yong Wook Jo. Mm -hmm. As uh, it says on IMDb, but that could be Jo Young Wok. <laughs> Could be either one. <laughs> love it. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what more to say. I mean, we could mention the initial plot because we've never ever talked about the Hamin. So, a uh, actually, let me explain it because I remember very little. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, there's this dude who wants to con this woman. The Count wants to uh, con a, a, a prince, no, not princess, Jesus, a royal, a, a member of yes. royalty. Yeah. So he sends in like a ringer. Yes. As a handmaiden mm-hmm. to sniff the place out and rob her. Oh no, to make a sign over something. Uh, yeah, all of her money. All of her money. Um, should we say this is spoiler or non-spoiler? Uh, it's been long enough now. Yeah, okay, it, we'll do it, spoilers. It's all spoilers. Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, this uh, princess, whatever she is. Yeah, lady. We'll call her a lady. She's, uh, she's Lady Hideko. Lady. lady Hideko. Right. Um, her father or mother. Is it a mother or father that's alive? Uh, uncle. Her uncle. I was, I was wrong either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, a, he's a bad guy. He, yeah, he's a very extreme dude. He's adopted, because uh, this is in Japanese-occupied Korea. So he's adapting to the Japanese form mm-hmm. of living, really, and forcing her to do the same. And that includes doing what her mother used to do and do uh, porn readings. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Yeah. What What was your reaction when that was kind of like a twist for you? I can't even remember. Was it just looking at the pictures or was, it, or was she reading it? Out there, was, there was illustrations that the uncle forged to make money because that was his kind of like underground business kind of thing. But the um, her, his sister or Lady Hideko's mother at the time was doing erotic reading. So it's like someone having a secret meeting in a underground Waterstones and reading Fifty Shades of Grey. That's essentially what mm-hmm. it's like, but way more graphic. I believe the C word was used... Uh, no, cunt was used in a, <laughs> was used in one of the readings. So that's how extreme you get with the readings. Um, but yeah, the handmaiden and the and the lady end up falling in love. Yes. Yeah, it's kind and of a. Like they work together to con the others, to con everyone else. Yeah. So initial. So this is how the con works, and it's a con involving everyone because mm-hmm. it's multiple cons happening at the same time. So the initial con is Suki who's the handmaiden, uh, Count Fujiwara trying to con Lady Hideko. Mm. Then it seems like when it gets to the halfway point, after a, after a slight tease of a sex scene, Dan, 
the very first slight tease, which we'll come back to later, at the midway point, there's a plot twist which kind of flips the table. Where it looks like, looks like, Lady Hideko and the Count are conning Suki, who they basically say to the guards, oh, she's the lady, she's gone mad kind of thing. So that they can run away with the money and get Suki out of the way. But then it flashes back and it goes over Lady Hideko's childhood, discovering how close she was with her mother. I think it was her mother, it might have been her aunt. I believe it was her mother. I'm positive it was a mother. Positive it was a mother. Um, and how they were treated by the uncle at the time. And this was... I believe this was still during the the reign. Because otherwise, he wouldn't have kept that business going. So it's still Japanese-occupied Korea. And then it cuts back to present day. And essentially fills in the gaps that we weren't shown. So, like, there was... Okay, so I'm going to cut back and forward from the original cut and the extended cut, which kind of ruins the flow a little bit. So, for example, there was that one scene where they were all, all the handmaidens were having dinner and someone stole Suki's shoes. That was a very, like, subtle scene at the very beginning. In the extended cut, and I believe it's a scene that's included in the theatrical cut near the end one of the handmaidens has taken her shoes as a joke, but Lady Hideko scolds them in the extended cut. And that's kind of pieced in at the beginning and kind of ruins the flow a little bit because it kind of shows that she's got a little bit of affection for her. Anyway, there's little scenes like that in the extended cut which drops it down for me a fair bit. Um... But then it cuts back to the sex scene that we were teased. This is where Dan's <laughs> smile comes out. Um, so it starts off with like, oh, how do I know whether the Count's going to like me and stuff? And she's like, oh, I can teach you a few things. And he's like, you got to touch him like this. And she touches her breast. And then you got to hold him down here. And then she starts like fingering the badge. <laughs> you then... are knocking this out of the park. I am. I'm, I'm trying to spoil the shit out of a three-year-old movie. <laughs> Uh, longer, four, four years. In you must South be Korea. awesome at the, at the sex talk. You know what Lady Hideko was doing in the film? I'm doing that at Waterstones next week in Durham. What? <laughs> the sex reading. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant fingering the fat. Oh, no. In Waterstones. No, 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 no. My days are numbered for that, so I've got to use them sparingly. Mm-hmm. Um, for special moments. Um, so, yeah, that ends up in a full, like, unc- uncut, un like a non-cut like what what am I trying to say it doesn't I cut away it's 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 it, I mean the shot it's like separate shots but it doesn't cut away right so it's like the closest to softcore porn that you get in a film mm. like would you agree with that ah uh, yeah sure but it's it, it's very much played as comedic because it initially starts off it's kind of like do you know in those um American comedy films where there's people having sex and there's like kind of upbeat raunchy music and like and it's and it's yeah. played for laughs. It's pretty much like that, but the music is very different. It's kind of like a slow, kind of beautifully laid kind of track. 
And then when Suki's head comes up out of the vagina and you see all that liquid around the mouth. Jesus. Um, Not when I'm drinking. <laughs> I picked the perfect moment. So anyway, that happens. And then the lady looks like she's about to kill herself on a train. She reveals, oh, shit, I didn't know you were going to save me. We were just calling you, pal. And then they, on the lowest level of the con, like in terms of layers, this is like the most deepest, darkest layer, Lady Hideko and Suki arrange to con Count Fujiwara and in the end basically say, right, I'll go to the asylum. This is the handmaiden, Suki. Go to the asylum. Um, I've got contacts. We'll be fine. Just get to where you need to be. Get the count sorted. And then we'll find each other and be free. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. She goes into the asylum. Lady Hideko and the the guy order the most expensive dinner at the most expensive hotel because you know they've got the inheritance. They're away from the young, away from the uncle. That kind of thing. And yeah, she drugs him, and he's just lying in the hotel bed. And then they meet up, the lady and Suki. And then they live happily ever after, disguising themselves as uh, a man and a woman. My eyes may be open. Yes. And I am blinking. Yeah. But I was asleep for most of it. Really? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just joking. I was gonna say, I was looking at you quite frequently throughout the movie, no, and your I'm, eyes I'm, were. I mean now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't looking there because I was I'm, off in my own world. I know. Yes, I know, I'm just joking. But uh, I am downloading a game at the moment. Yes. Uh, Soul Calibur 6, as you can see. Yes. Is that speed of around 30 megabits per second? Yes. Is that average? Is that good? Average. Mine averages at about 45, 50, but it just depends what. Fucking hell, man. How's that like? I've got I've got ultra-fast broadband. So do I. I don't know. Mind you, we have a, um, a receiver upstairs as well. So My like, room is just the, over there. Oh, well. It must be something up at this wall then. Anyway, the handmaiden. That's how it ends. Mm-hmm. With the Count trapping the uncle in the cellar, mm-hmm. which has loads of mutilated body parts and penises and jars. And eels. The, the eels are very much a symbolism to the uncle character, I would say. Symbolic, should I say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah... It ends with the two of them having sex on a boat with balls and chains. And it's great. (laughs) And and you may think, oh, just because there's sex in it, it's an automatic 10 out of 10. We're going back to the cinematography, the music. What did you give it? It's a 10 out of 10. It's my second favourite film of all time. But take out the the sex scenes and would it still be your favourite film, one of your favourite films of all time? I'm glad you asked that, yes. Hey, good. I'm pleased I asked that then. And it's one of the rare moments in films where sex drives the story. Alright. You know what I mean by that? So, like, when you get a sex scene in a Bond film, it's like, he does that because he's a ladies' man. That's Bond's character. So it kind of makes sense that that would happen because right. he attracts the ladies like you do, Dan. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, you've got a girlfriend, I don't. <laughs> I can't do that shit. Um, but then when it comes to shit like Game of Thrones where it's like, oh, here's some tits, here's some uh, fucking, why not? <laughs> here's an orgy. Um, yeah, it's I haven't yet seen a film where the 
the sex is used as pivotally in the plot as in this film. That's a good point. Um, uh, you recently got some feedback from about the, pod- the podcast from a friend of yours. Yes. So I thought I'd add a couple of new segments to the show. Before we get to those segments, what would you give it as a rating? I gave it a 10 out of 10. I think I gave it a 9. I don't, I don't, oh, that's interesting. I don't think we ever talked ratings when think, we finished it. I think we've done an, an, an episode on this in the past. Mm, I wouldn't be talking about it if we hadn't have done it. I'm pretty sure we had. You rated Blade Runner. That might be what you're getting confused with. I want to look at my ratings because I'm pretty sure I did rate it. Oh, okay. But I might not have seen it. That that's 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 the that's the that's the point of bringing. I'm not calling you a liar. But he is. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, how do I get all my ratings um, oh just ratings there we are yeah yeah there you go at the bottom is like white chicks hey <laughs> Marlon Wayne's is always at the bottom of the list uh, my tens are made up of TV shows and uh, films see I took TV shows off mainly because I like rating them by episode and then a cumulative score for the series I gave Black Dynamite a 10 out of 10 yeah, of course you did. It's uh, fucking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like my favorite comedy. Of all time. Yeah, I gave a nine. Very nice. Blade, Blade Runner, I gave a nine. Yeah. The first one. Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, I gave a two. No, I don't really. It was a nine. I know you gave it a nine. We've got that down on a. But yeah, the two new uh, segments. Yeah, let's go segments. So to which reading fan emails. Fuck off. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got none. But that's oh, okay. That's, that's, so that was fine, emails. <laughs> but that, but that's a new segment. Okay, right. Every week we'll do that. <laughs> fair, fair. Just get your questions in. Sarcasmacast0306. Gmail.com. There you go. We'll put it in the description. Uh, second, which is, um, you know, when you're, is like some weird facts that you found out during the week. Mm-hmm. Right? So I found out some of it. Okay. Uh, I was sitting on, the, sitting on the loo, doing a number two. This better not rhyme. Sweat it shit. Did, it, it, it did rhyme. <laughs> I was on the loo, doing it number two, pondering what to do. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep going. Then I was thinking, you know, what's, what's the longest, what's the biggest poop any, anyone's ever done? Right? So biggest in terms of size or duration? I think, the well, I answered, answered both. Great. So it was this dude from Ireland in 1850-something. Oh, Seamus! Seamus McPhean. He ate an entire bison. I'll tell you what, I'll get the story. Fucking hell. Get the story up. Fucking bison. It's blue mind. Oh, Jesus. Right. Uh-huh. So Seamus, Seamus McPhean, <laughs> Nebraska, 1847. 1847? Yeah, he is reputed to have eaten an entire bison... Mm-hmm. This is according to uh, Quora.com. Quora, yeah. yeah. Love that. He is reputed to have eaten an entire bison in one sitting and was heard asking for more when he was finished. He then drank two bottles of rot gut whiskey and went to bed. Don't know what rot gut whiskey is. Uh, then the next morning, his fellow wagon train colleagues heard an awful morning coming from the designated latrine area the bison and what they found astounded even the toughest among them squatting over the pit was old Seamus McPhean 
and he was grunting and mourning like a pregnant heifer <laughs> about to give birth. And there beneath him lay the largest turd ever voided. When he was done, and it took all of three hours to fully relieve himself, as well as using a bushel of corn cobs to clean himself, oh, oh, as Charmin toilet paper, as we know it, hadn't been invented yet. Like that, what Jake's pulling out of his, of his KFC bag. I was going to say. The crowd could not believe their eyes. And someone had the bright idea to, to collect it all and put it on a scale to see how much it weighed. The massive turd weird and astonishing. Take a guess, Jake. In terms of pounds. Pounds. Right, okay. I'm going to go 390 pounds. No, that's not too much. 155 pounds of wet, smelly feces. Poor old Seamus died later that night, suffering from a ruptured hemorrhaging and prolapsed rectum. He broke two records that day. Most bison ever consumed in, a, in one sitting by a single person <laughs> and one for giving birth to the biggest turds that the world had, at that time had ever seen. So there you go. That's something to, to think about when you go home. Uh, I would love to know how that connects with the handmaid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that I saw ages ago. Fuck me. I thought it'd be funny enough to bring it up on the podcast. I and mean... It was. It was, a, it was funny. I mean... Thank God they had that hold again. Bison's are big animals. Yeah, I killed loads in Red Dead. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, but you've got to think how big the hole was before he shat in it. Like, would it have been big enough? Like, if he kept going... That's if it's true. I mean, come on, 155 power. Probably more than, than, than he weighs. But also, how can he possibly hold 155 pounds worth of wet feces in his body? <laughs> Unless he had like a friggin' tube going through Unless his... it was dense. Like, a lot of weight packed into a small area. Well, even so, if liquid was coming out of my ass, like, <laughs> I'd still need a shit ton for it to weigh that much. It would literally be that. Yeah. yeah. God damn, Seamus. So, is there anything else you want to chat about? We've only been doing this for 25 minutes or so. A eh, quick short one, get people back into it. I've um, mentioned poop. I don't think we're going any, any lower. Uh, well, something on par with poop. I watched a film called Bad Samaritan. Aye. It stars one of the boys from Misfits, that Channel 4 programme where Aye. ruffians get superpowers. Um, and David Tennant, that was the main reason why I watched it. Because he plays an American. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers, it's been out for a good few years now. Uh, I'm just going to quickly run through the plot. I'm not going to mention anything about the other aspects because they're not worth mentioning. Um... So these two, the guy from Misfits and another guy, um, work as like doorman for a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like the chauffeurs and everything. So they've got a lot out the back of the restaurant where they park people's cars to a very expensive restaurant. And one and occasionally what they do is, if it's a nice car, they go, ooh, nice car. This person must have lived rich. So they hand them their keys and usually their house key is on their set of keys. So they take the car, and obviously a lot of them are American. It's American, so they've got a lot of GPSs. So usually you'd have a GPS for your home number, or your home address. So, boop, go home, drive to the house, see what they've got, and take whatever they can. So kind of like charlatans, thieves, if you will. Mm-hmm. They go into David Tennant's house. He goes into David Tennant's house, one of the guys, and discovers a girl locked up in one of the rooms. And you're like, oh, 
something's up in here. What, what, what's the crap with this? Um, and it all revolves around this guy trying to pin David Tennant as a kidnapper slash serial murderer because he also finds bones in his house. Yeah, it, it, it drags on way too much with a game of cat and mouse where David Tennant's got the upper hand and it deals with issues of like childhood traumas and split personalities kind of things. Mm. Uh, I don't want to go too much into it because I gave it a 2 out of 10. It was very boring. Mm. Well, I forgot. I have seen a, a new film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a Netflix film, Extraordinary. I've heard of it. It's an Irish comedy film. Right. It's about uh, a woman who has the power to like send spirits to the other side. Okay. That's all I think. So if a place is haunted, she's able to send it off to the other side. You know. Yeah. Um. So that's that part of the story. The other part is that this is like um, rock star musician from this the states, played by Will Forte. Right. Right. He's a uh, a musician rock star who's like had a, a good first album, but then went quiet for a long time. Mm-hmm. So his new album's coming out, and he's made a deal with the devil to sacrifice a virgin, and the album will do well. All right. That's all the deal. Where so, was I the day they shot that? <laughs> and so the one worked. that can uh, do the exercise and teams up with the father of the girl who's targeted as the virgin for the sacrifice to to stop them. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Aye. I kind of blanked a little bit there. But I'll listen which, back. Which part did you... No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I'll listen back to this and it'll all make sense. Continue. Well, anyway, it's a funny film. It's uh, mm-hmm. not like a slapstick comedy type of thing. Okay, dark humour. Dark comedy? Yeah, dark humour. Because... Uh... What, what was the funniest joke that you remember? Well, I'm going to spoil the ending. Do you remember yeah. to spoil the ending? Yeah, go for it. Right, so turns out the daughter of the man that's helping the woman exercising these demons and that mm-hmm. isn't a virgin after all. <laughs> Who so, is in this day and age, am I right? So uh, the the devil's there like, well, I want a virgin. So and then the woman, the the grown woman that's doing oh, the exercising, she is a virgin. Oh, God damn. So she's slowly getting dragged to hell along yeah. the floor in this, in this mansion mm-hmm. when the father of the girl, right, um, he decides to have sex with her Ash is getting slowly dragged towards a hell. Okay. <laughs> to obviously not be a virgin. Anymore. There's the handmaid connection. <laughs> <laughs> sex. <laughs> this is the sex podcast. <laughs> yeah, so it's a funny film. I think I, I haven't rated it yet, but uh, in the eight. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. It's, 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 it, it, it is funny. Damn. Yeah. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. So yes, so very worth watching. Uh, I think this is a closing of this episode. Short yes. Sweet, after a few weeks off. A few weeks. Hope you are all still staying safe, adhering to rules and shit. But main Kate will be doing part two of the Conjuring podcast Ooh. soon, which I am pleased to please say that is the most successful episode on the on the podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> it yeah, is. and we're gonna do a few YouTube uh, videos based on that sort of stuff. Cracking stuff. Mm-hmm. Man of a damn. Eh? Man of a Dan. What? Man of a Dan. What about it? I just... Yeah, we'll just... Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer? 
Oh, I'll just see random, random game titles. Don't go there, don't go there. Red Dead 2 shit. Um, oh, no, 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 it's good, it's good. I'm near, I'm near the end. I've just, I've just came off the island and he's got TV. So I come and took you like a few weeks to complete Last of Us 2, but it's like almost two years to complete Red Dead 2. Some might say, Dan, that Last of Us... Some might say... Isn't that an Oasis, Oasis song? Sunshine <laughs> Follows Thunder. Hey, um, go and tell it to the man who can't shine. Um, yeah, some might say that Last of Us 2 is more engrossing than Red Dead 2. Oh, who says that? Me. <laughs> who else says that? Me. <laughs> probably Chris, but I don't know. He probably will say that. We'll find out when I we do. If I play it. Hey, you need to play it. But we will discuss that in an upcoming yeah. Last of Us spoiler cast. I don't know when that'll be. Uh, we're currently in talks with Chris regarding it. Well, I suggested that you two do it without me because I don't know what I could contribute to it. Well, Chris says that I should be there because you know the let's, leaks. Let's, let's, let's face it, I bring the jokes. Uh, you do. You two have the information about the game, and I could be there making jokes. We'll just have cue cards where, <laughs> where we'll reach a point where me and Chris will be lolling around, and then we'll just hold a key. Uh, uh, card up for Dan just saying make an Abby joke I, I could be like the uh, <laughs> the the interval act like when you like in the break between you two doing the the last thing I could be there <laughs> for 10 minutes doing like my stand up routine Dan Pounder Power Hour <laughs> I like that yeah there you go Power 10 minutes yeah right, so let's leave I it here see you next time I in a bit welcome to this podcast